This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, he's certainly somebody we wanted to invest money and time into um, trying to get him into the football club. Uh, I'd watched an awful lot of him playing in Scotland, um, Scotland, um, in Germany before, and uh, you know he, he was he, he was excellent over there. He hasn't let us down so far in terms of what we've seen on the training ground and the short time he's been on the, the first team pitch. Um, but we want to get him fully fit, and we're sure that he's going to be a, a massive player for us when he is. Welcome to the My Old Men Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. Uh, joining me, Mr. Chris Budd. Hello, mate. How are you? What's my name? I didn't introduce myself. You're David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm all right. I've just literally got off a train from Wales after a few days up in the north of that beautiful country. Do you feel refreshed? Yes, I do. I, th- I think it gives the Monaco of the UK a run for its money, really, Wales. It's uh, underrated. 100%. But uh, coming back for Halloween and where best to spend your time for Halloween to guarantee one hell of a horror show. <laughs> a Scarefest horror show. Villa Park, Sunday afternoon. This is why we're here. Uh, anybody who's new to the show, this is not the full show. This is just something for the weekend where we just uh, get back up to speed. We like to uh, start with uh, Villa Minute. Unfortunately, because of the Arsenal results, uh, our sponsorship cachet has gone down, and uh, the watch I've got here is uh, from Seconda. They're Seconda are support- oh, no. uh, sponsoring this show, so if it's not an exact minute, then just blame Seconda watches. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. Right, shall we start? We shall. Start. Villa look for a positive reaction at Arsenal to their 10-minute doghead implosion. It's one of the worst halves of Villa under Smith as an energetic Arsenal blitz and bully an inept Villa. 
McPhee's set-piece evolution doesn't seem to be clue defending as Villa's backline seems all at sea when facing basic corners. Villa ride their luck and are fortunate to only be 1-0 down as half-time approaches. VAR calls back the action and target is judged to have fouled Lacazette. Martinez saves the penalty but Aubameyang dispatches the rebound. At 2-0, the game is as good as over. Smith throws on Leon Bailey at half-time, but with Villa's full-backs AWOL, Smith-Rowe adds the third. The only ray of light comes from sub-Jacob Ramsey, who gets off the mark for the club with a beauty. It ends 3-1 with Smith fuming as Villa slumped to three losses on the bounce. Meanwhile, in the Papa John's trophy... The what? The under-21s progress into the knockout stages by sweeping aside MK Dons, with Cameron Archer continuing to impress with two more goals, and even Keenan Davis is on target. Villa will now be hoping it won't be a Hammer horror show on Halloween, a date where they've never won a Premier League game before. But that was before the birth of Villa's new Polish international right-back, Matthias Gatałka. Each did up. Right, so... Just showing off some Polish there for any Polish listeners. That's dedicated to you. <laughs> First of all, Smith's press conference. Uh, nothing too exciting uh, in terms of injuries. He was just talking about uh, having to manage Leon Bailey and uh, wasn't 100% about him actually being available. He's, uh, I think the whole Leon Bailey situation is when he's 100%, then you definitely know we're going back to four at the back. When he's being a bit um and ahhing like this, then you're not too sure that he's going to start him because I think you need him back fit and true a match fit, like with games under the belt, to uh, have the conviction that he will go to uh, you know playing two wide men instead of uh, wing backs. You wonder though if because he, he's got him to 45 minutes, he'll have a full week's training. You wonder if he'll say, right, I want to start you, but get maybe like 65 minutes out of you. Yeah, could do it that way around. But it's it. it depends if he wants to draw a line through uh, the back three experiment or if he sees that as uh, ultimately working but the back three needing games to get accustomized to it but i'm not convinced by it i must admit no nope, i don't think many are in terms of actual injuries or missing uh, oh uh, mr sanson uh, standard won't be there because he's ill uh, also jaden philogene bidus is this covid it does ill mean covid i think if you're saying if you're saying somebody's ill on a friday morning ahead of a sunday game it ain't a cold is it Although, you know, you can get flus uh, pretty bad. I mean, I've had like, uh, I was bunged up for a while and, you know, that wasn't even like, wasn't even a fever or anything. It was, they kind of stick around at this transitional summer to autumn. Uh, Martinez <laughs> managed, doesn't need international duty to go to Argentina anymore. He just goes. Uh, I think his father uh, had a, a, an op. Do you know anything about that? No, I don't have any of the, they didn't, they didn't still mention any of the details. Um, he's obviously been, been obviously pretty poorly yeah for him to to fly back he obviously must have not been in great shape but he's back in the country he will have trained ahead of West Ham so he'll play yeah his father uh, there was a picture doing the rounds of his father giving it the thumbs up from his hospital bed with his uh, sons I presume Uh, Martinez has got a brother uh, by his side so that seems to have uh, worked out Smith after the Arsenal game you could see between the lines that he wasn't happy and he had to uh, calm himself to do his post-match routines interviews uh i mean they knew that arsenal were going to come for i mean we've already spoken about this but uh i, I wasn't impressed but i was i was kind of concerned never mind uh, not being impressed but uh, this is what west ham's all about now because uh if you had to list all the premier league teams and after losing three games who you, you probably wouldn't want to play at this moment in time probably wouldn't want to play west ham because they seem to be winning on all fronts europe league cup league and and not really caring who they're playing 
and they're that team that they can play well and win, but they can also find a way. You know, they can dig in and grind if they have to. Which, uh, after the way we played against Arsenal, uh, not the kind of opposition you want to be facing. But uh... And after the Wolves implosion, West Ham will know, even actually if we're playing well, they'll know they're still in the game now. That's the, the thing we've given to the other teams in the league. Everyone knows that our Villa aren't going to close the game out. Yeah, so it's a very, very tricky game. It's one of those where, in fact, I think the result actually... Because West Ham are capable, it's more about the performance really from Villa here. I mean, if you know, if it's a shitty game and they and they grab a point, fair enough. Or you know, you know, if they beat them or whatever. But if they get beat, as long as they uh, show signs that there's a bit of cohesion there and ideas, and uh, we're a bit more solid, because uh, that was all over the place against Arsenal, and it was a real uh, concern. But uh, we're talking about West uh, West Ham that are a top four team now, well, currently, yeah. Having won three of their last four, uh, they also beat uh, Manchester City in the League Cup uh, during the week, which will be a uh, a great uh, jolt to the system. And uh, they're winning in Europe as well. So uh, a team in terms of momentum, confidence. They're, they're flying. West Ham adding two, I think, two and a half thousand to their stadium as well. Makes them the biggest capacity London stadium. They're, they'll be thinking, right, if we can get into the Champions League now, this this could be a, the opening of a fresh chapter for the club. So this is what we're facing. Yeah, when we're susceptible and a bit of a sitting duck, you don't really want to be playing someone who's riding the crest of a wave. I mean, Villa three defeats on the spin. Now, uh, the Smith Out Brigade are starting to uh, stitch together last season's results, which obviously we finished badly. So it doesn't look good when they're saying how many games we've won in the last 28 games or, you know, whatever quota of games they're using. For me, I mean, it's, uh, it's a different season. There's been mitigating circumstances. I still don't think, I think. I mean, I'm looking at West Ham actually very envious where they are because that's well within what you were expecting uh, Villa to do. They're probably a bit further down the road in terms of uh, having a team gelled. I mean, we've brought in three, four with uh, Tu and Zabi playing players that you would you would expect to be uh, potential starters. And so it's going to take a few games to bed in and they haven't had been afforded that luxury of actually being fit or playing together so uh, it's been a real disjointed start and that has really destroyed Villa's momentum and uh, hasn't given them any chance to get any confidence going so we're kind of playing catch-up but if we can beat West Ham I must say uh, with those three games uh, in November which are uh, what you would call winnable I think it would set them up nicely uh, so it could be a pivotal I mean if three points against West Ham would be a pivotal result big time and I think it would put the spring in a lot of people's steps and uh, have us confident heading into November to put some points on the board before those nasty nasty uh, seven games in December against some you know Liverpool Manchester City thrown in there yeah, I mean, thank God we haven't got a, a haven't got a factor in cup matches in December as well, which of course we did in previous previous seasons. But we're actually winless in our last six Premier League games against West Ham. If ever we would know, we we are owed one here. We haven't beaten them at home since May 2015. That was the season we obviously got to the cup final and just about stayed up. It would have been a Tom Cleverley goal, the winner in that one. Uh, Grealish kind of uh, danced in, I've, I've, pulled it back yeah. to Cleverley and under Sherwood. A very big win that one. Yeah. Villa should have won the last game, though, shouldn't they? Well, we should have won the game at their place. We obviously fucked up, didn't we? And Watkins had one chalked off and missed a penalty. And um, they, they deservedly won the game at Villa Park um, uh. in the second game. of the, the, you know, That was the one when Lingard made a huge difference. And I personally thought with Lingard leaving, I didn't know if they'd have the same momentum, but they've actually carried their momentum on from the end of last season really well. They look a, a very well-gelled team. 
Yeah, even you know, even players like Jared Bowen's actually uh, been impressive. I just thought he was too left-footed, uh, like mm-hmm. a one-trick pony, but he's actually uh, fitted in reasonably well there as well. Yeah, and they're unbeaten. It they're unbeaten in seven away from home. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The midfield. Suchek, Declan Rice is, I mean, that's the heart of their success, really. And and that's potentially... uh, What's missing from the Villa team is those type of midfielders, or one of them at least. Yeah. What's the key stat, would you say? There's a few. I mean, obviously there was the one we mentioned earlier. Right? Villa have never actually won a Premier League game on Halloween, but that's a bit of a, a, a tenuous one. What is it? So what is it? This this will be our fourth this game be our on fourth, Halloween. Yeah, fourth game on Halloween. Yeah, we've we've drawn drawn a couple. So I mean, I love it when like I don't know Sky whatever come out. Villa have never won a game Premier League game on Halloween. It's like. What's the context? That that suggests that we've played eighty times or something. But no, <laughs> four. This will be the fourth. Anything else? The one I, I quite like. Actually, West West Ham have yet to concede a goal in the six games that Ben Johnson's been on the pitch. Is this the Canadian shamed hundred meter runner ah, sprinter? The, the, very, the very same. What, Is what? it? I didn't know he was playing football. It's like did doing what Usain Bolt tried to do in uh, uh, Australia. <laughs> But, but he, look, he, looks, he looks a good player. He looks a really good player. And the other one, which I quite like, was West Ham were the first team to beat Man City in the Carabao Cup in 1,827 days. Wow. Uh, just on Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson's uh, the defender that's come through the ranks at West Ham, has, has he? I believe so, yeah. So Ben Johnson won for your fantasy teams there, if they've never conceded a goal while he plays. You could talk about bloody tactics or whatever, but you just need to see a, a, a reaction from the players that they actually want this because uh, they looked like there was something wrong in the camp. It was really strange. Yeah, you can't tell if it's like a lack of confidence, a lack of cohesion, the new system. There could be lots of little factors that have all worked together and it's just not quite happening. But I do think because we've, we've had a few sort of injuries come back, I think Smith will have... The, the fact that we played on the Friday night and play late Sunday means... It, Smith can't ask for any more time to prep with the players. Because you had sense on kicking water bottles as well. I, I don't, that, maybe that was just frustration yeah, for I, him I, pers- I, I personally. I rather don't mind than that. Again. I don't mind that. Maybe it was personal uh, frustration as opposed to, uh, you know, against the manager or anything like that. So it's probably understandable. Because mm-hmm. he's probably chomping at the bit to uh, get on the pitch and uh, perform uh, I mean you know he, he, we thought he was back but then disappeared off injured again but you know tactically it's uh, it's really all on uh, is he going to go with the three at the back again and uh, see it as a long term uh, progression in terms of 
giving the players time to get accustomed to it? Or is he thinking, right, we need a reaction and I need to change the bloody system? What do you think he's going to go for? I think if, as, as you said earlier, I think if Bailey's fit, it's four at the back. By fit, we mean like properly matched. Yeah, fit, ready. yeah ready, ready to start, yeah. And I, and, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if he went with Watkins on the left, Bailey on the right. Yeah. And a slightly more sort of solid three across the middle. And I, th- and I think, and I when think, Buendia twi- in there. Would you say Louise McGinn Ramsey, or do you Probably, think Buendia? Yeah, will be I in think there? I think Buendia might be the full guy there. Although you never know, he could play Buendia as well. But that's putting a lot of, you know, it's potentially a lot of work to put McGinn Ramsey and Louise against Suchek Rice. I think I think those two guys are, you know, they're sort of much more physical than our three. So you're going to have to play well with the ball. Which, let's be honest, all season we haven't looked great, bar yeah. little fleeting moments. I'm just thinking, is it worth putting Buendia in there just to give those two West Ham deep chaps something to think about? Yeah, I think so. And you know, one of the one of the things you notice about Buendia when we've watched highlight reels, certainly when you look at his assists, is he's great when you let him pull the strings, and he's great at threading balls through. And if you've got Watkins, Ings, and Bailey, you've got you know you've you've got mobility in your front three. Why not use that and just get a player who can pop the ball around at pace, and it it might suit yeah. him better having that having a little bit more option going forward because clearly the, you know there's been a lot of talk about the back three not working but actually the front two as a pairing hasn't really been working either so I don't yeah. I think the fans would say well, why not change it what 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 harm can do you know if, if the 3-5-2 is an experiment and it's just we want to have an option for when we go to you know your Chelsea away Man U away etc so be it I don't mind that but it's I think Sunday you start to see if he plays through at the back again you go okay this is clearly the way he wants to play now yeah, because I don't mind, uh, like you say, you know, if you go for that Buendia option, playing the back four, which is tried and t- tested, save to target and uh, cash, right? You're not you're not staying up in their bloody half this time. So when they counter, they're countering against the back four as opposed to three. So you are kind of more solid by default straight away. Mm-hmm. And I think Mings and Konza are much, much more suited to that back two. Yeah, absolutely. When they're, when they're a centre-back pair, it's a, it's a dynamic that's tried, trusted and works. And I don't think it's like you're not suddenly defensively weaker because we are. It, it is so much like a three at the back. It, it's almost to the letter. Those fullbacks have been, them going up so far ahead, it's easy for uh, the opposition to know how to uh, counter us. And it isn't like targets like a, you know, a ridiculous speedster at fullback. No. You know, it's like he ain't going to run from the opposition penalty area back to his own and catch a good winger. He's just not. So he has to you have to be clever. He has to pick his moments when to go. Because I think we've said before, you know, he's really good on the overlap, but you have to pick your moment when you're going to go. And I think if you've got someone like a Watkins, you've got a natural runner out there. And also Watkins' work rate potentially out there, I think could be could be useful because I think you're, the opposition yeah. fullback is going to be a little bit more wary, certainly on the other side with Bailey, about bombing forward. Yeah, so I'd be happy, you know, playing Buendia in in a three and having a front three. Yeah, with Ings, you know, even if Ings is coming dropping off deep at times with uh, Bailey and uh, Watkins swapping around. Well, yeah, well, it, it, it can all be interchangeable. That's the that that was kind of as we'd spoken about in sort of July and August about how we thought they would probably how it would all yeah. fit together eventually, but we haven't actually haven't seen it yet. But with Cash and Target pegging back a bit, staying back a bit. Mm-hmm. Not, not you know, it's not Buendia on the ball and uh, he's looking for a, an overlap from Cash or Target. It's mainly Buendia on the ball, servicing, trying to find angles for that, that interchangeable front three. 
And also the midfield three, they can all interchange. You know, generally you'd think Louise will be the deeper sitting player, but actually McGinn can do that. McGinn you want to see getting forward. So I think it, it with a front sort of you know, three and a three, it gives you options to have all these parts interchanging if it works well. So yeah. we, we will see, I think... I think you need to give West Ham something different to think about as well. I think yeah. because I think they're a better team currently than Tottenham and Arsenal and Wolves who we've played against and lost against. Yeah, I think you need to give Villa supporters something else to think about as well. Yeah, I think that it's one of those games. I mean, it's always important, but I think this one especially with, with the, the general landscape within the fan base, etc. first 20 minutes is so important because if you go a goal down early, we know the boo boys are just waiting now. Well, I don't know if they are yet. Uh... I think I think they are. I know there's a lot of that's just sort of Twitter nonsense, but I thought the atmosphere against Wolves was flat. The atmosphere, from what I gathered down at Arsenal, wasn't particularly great. I mean, to be honest, for, you know, seeing every game at Villa Park, uh, it hasn't been that great, has it? You were expecting You've it had to be moments, like that, haven't you? Everton was okay yeah. in the second half, and you were expecting after the the timeout, you were thinking, oh, it's going to be like that Everton game, uh, you know, when, in our first season back, where it was absolutely electric. It just hasn't been. I mean, there's been problems, you know, with. Uh, Villapot being a sustained, uh, let's say, wall of noise, uh, you know, for for decades now. But uh, you were just As hoping that there would be some to... some kind of reset, yeah, and that people would be uh, itching for it. I think there's but a yeah, bit of a chicken, need... chicken. There's a bit of a chicken and egg thing with the Villa as well, because I think the fans generally you'll always get a bit of a lift before the game. But if the team come out and it doesn't look like they're at the races. I don't necessarily think the fans are always going to be able to lift the team. Whereas I think if the, if the players give you a little bit. The fans will go right. We're in the game today. You know, we're, the, the players are up for this. We're we're up for it as well. And it's that thing of who goes yeah. first. I don't think we'll ever get. You know, like for example, in German stadiums where it doesn't Italians really just doesn't really stop. matter what the players are doing. They will just the, the supporters give it full all the way through. I think it's just a cultural thing. It's the same in in Italy, isn't it? As well, yeah. you know, the ultras just anyway. Well, let's uh, let's not dally on that. Uh, just a final thing, uh, new segment to something for the weekend, which we started last time, is who we poaching from the opposition to improve Villa's first eleven. Declan Rice for me. Why? In terms of what we need right now, I think he's probably him and Kante. Probably Kante slightly ahead of him still, but he's probably one of the best central midfielders in the league. I think he's physical. He can get forward a little bit. He's got a goal in him actually, which he doesn't get as much credit for. Tough in the tackle. He's that kind of player that everybody likes because you know he gives yeah. you one hundred ten percent, wins things in the air. I think he's, he's just got that ability to control the game a little bit better than we currently have in the number six role. But he can play as a six or an eight. I think he's the kind of player that actually just personality wise, I think. Him and McGinn would probably get on like a house on fire. You could probably argue uh, that if you had a list of any Premier League player, or you could choose from any of the the teams, that he could be like in a top five uh, on a wish list, really, in terms of that defensive midfielder position. But you would be playing him instead of Douglas Louise. Okay. But, you know, that, in terms of needs, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree that is the, the, in terms of what supporters yeah, have been I asking so. for? I mean, I, I mean, I, I am actually, I'm, I'm quite a fan of uh, Antonio up front. I think he's great. Again, he's yeah. that kind of player who, you know, you can just bully teams and he's, he's not too, I mean, he's bullied us on a couple of occasions, hasn't he? But I think for yeah. what for what we need right now, I think Declan Rice, or even a Suchek to be fair, but certainly for me, Rice just edges it, would be great. Yeah. Right, uh, right. It's time to go and watch a bit of the uh, cricket World Cup. Uh, I think I've got. I'm going to juggle. I've got the quick the 2020 World Cup, and I've got the tennis. Yeah, what tennis? It's the Transylvania Open at the moment. I think Raducanu's playing today, uh, so I'll have, I'll have split screen. I can uh, live without that. <laughs> go ahead. Right. Uh, 
Before we go, the show is supported by Free Trade, the commissionless trading app. If you sign up to Free Trade and fund your account, you will get a free share from the value of £3 to £200 to set you on your way of uh, actually uh, creating a portfolio for long-term wealth, which is something that everybody should look into in terms of investing and not gambling. But uh, as with all investments, your capital is at risk. But uh, do go to freetrade.io slash moms, M-O-M-S, for more details. And I will post the link on uh, Facebook and Twitter over the weekend. Right, any final thoughts before we go? Um, no, not really. Good. It's goodbye from me and it's <laughs> goodbye from him. <laughs> goodbye. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.